here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. How are you guys doing today? I'm glad to have you here with me. Yeah, you know, you know the drill. Before we get rocking and rolling here, I'd like you to go over to dharmicevolution.com, sign up for your favorite platform if you're digging this show, forward this show to a friend, somebody who needs to hear something inspirational, because that's what you're going to hear today. And uh, we've got all your favorite platforms and, and uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, and we've got Spotify and Pandora and on and on the list goes. And also a fine shout out to our friends in Ghana, over in India, and we're on that streaming platform. Thankfully, thanks for the invite, you folks. But today, let's get to this accomplished singer, songwriter, musician, and theater performer. He's performed in arenas before thousands nationwide. He starred on Bravo TV's singing competition, The Candy Factory, winning the grand prize, taking home a song penned by Grammy award-winning artist Candy Burris, I Can Do Anything. He also performs both acoustically and with his full band, full-fledged singer-songwriter. He's the real deal. So you better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the Music City all the way to New Jersey. And we're going to hang out with Corey Singer. Corey, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution for the second time. So good to see you again, my friend. Happy to be back. Yeah, so a lot's happened. Um... You know, to the world, to, to you and I and, and everybody in our collective worlds. So uh, I want to congratulate you on, on the, you know, all the new things that I've seen that you have done since uh, we last talked. New songs. You're in a couple of plays. You're always busy working on something. So, um, you know, where do we start? Uh, what's the hottest thing on your agenda right now that you're really excited about? Well, uh, I got myself a TikTok account. Okay. And uh, that's really big right now, especially, it especially blew up during COVID. Right. And uh, for a while, I was doing some music and I was just being funny. And uh, one video, I just talked about the fact about, you know, I have autism. Right. um, Asperger's, to be specific, except that DMS doesn't call it Asperger's anymore. It's just high level. Uh, high functioning autism. Okay, but I talked about it, and that actually got people like noticing me. Like I started getting more views and likes on it, and I just started putting out more content, talking about what it's like for me, you know, being on the higher end of the spectrum, and uh, what I like to do, my interests, um, certain things that bother me. Like I get a lot of uh, people on the spectrum. Uh, asking me questions like how to help themselves parents of kids who are on the spectrum like how do they help their kids so it's like it's been it, it's been very motivational for me to do this i wasn't expecting it to turn into that but yeah i'm actually happy yeah. one of the things that uh is really really so um i find so um you know endearing about you is that you're so willing to talk about this and in our the, our first interview you did the same thing you were you were very um you're very open about it you know and i think the fact that you have that kind of bravery and transparency helps a lot of people who struggle with exactly what you struggle with um 
And and how has it been going? Like when you reveal these these stories and experiences to people, you know, how do you feel after you speak to them about it? Uh, you know, I, I you know I feel really good. Like for me, it's just because it's a part of who I am. I feel like I'm more desensitized from it than most yeah. people. I'm actually I'm so I'm very high functioning, but it's to the point where I actually have to tell people that hey, this is what I have, and they're always shocked. Like, wait, you? yeah <laughs> like right. I, I couldn't even tell him like but a medical professional could tell but to the a normal person like yourself like it'd be uh i'd have to point it out but i it I'm feels far good, from normal huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um i pretend <laughs> yeah so do i yeah and uh but you know the feedback i've been getting especially through tiktok uh you know it it makes me feel good like a lot of people are saying hey i feel like i'm not alone anymore that there's more people out there like me and it just like it, it makes me feel good you know because i know mm -hmm. what it was like for me growing up especially in high school I, my best friend from high school still to this day like we're brothers now like we see each other all the time uh he's got asperger's too so like you know we've mm -hmm. we've stuck together but there haven't been too many kids i socialized with who are on the spectrum like and uh you know i feel like there, there's something that's schools once they start getting regulated after covid uh can do better like uh, setting up group meetings uh during school like for kids on the spectrum like they did that with me like once a week in my school but i feel like all schools should really do that so you know you know kids on the spectrum like have a safe space and they can talk to people and relate to them and know they're not alone so yeah. Tell me about, um, I'm not familiar with TikTok. I'm aware of it. I'm not on it. But um, what is the advantage of that platform that you have found that, that you know, makes it, uh, makes it intriguing and appealing for you? So it's kind of like YouTube in a way. People okay. put content out there that like is kind of like their niche or niche, uh, niche. I don't know how to correctly say that word. Either but. one, yeah. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, you only get sixty seconds to okay. for a video. Like it, it cannot exceed sixty seconds. Right. Um, and plus, you do it all on your phone because you know it's an app. You record right. yourself on your phone. You do different cool things. Like you could do a green screen. I could take a picture of something, and I could put it behind me, and I could show up in front of it. Like there was a, this fun trend that was happening on TikTok. Post a picture of a celebrity that people think you look like, and then step in front of the picture to see if you actually look like them. Yeah. People comment on it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of celebrities on there, too. Like, Jason Derulo is really big on TikTok. Pretty uh, cool. And yeah, like, have, have you guys had any dialogue with your friends or anybody else? Because I heard about... Uh, the fact that the president was gonna was gonna, you know, disallow the platform here in the United States because I guess it was uh, Chinese built. Um, any any update on that, or has that gone away? Well, that, the, there's an update on that. So it's now it's been bought by an American company called Oracle. Oh, okay. So it's not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So okay, cool. It's not it, an Americanized company, so that that made me happy. Yeah, for sure. And everybody on in the TikTok community was very, um, was very like, Oh my God, this might be happening. Cause you keep hearing, Oh, there's going to be a ban. There's going to be a ban, but now this American company bought it. So yeah, we're good. good. It's not just, 
you know, there's also like people do funny stuff on there, like comedians. There's musicians too. Like I see a lot of talented guitarists on there, a lot of singers. It's just it, artists, even like painters, like people who draw. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's very, it's an expressive form. And it's all like done like right here on your phone. Nice. I like it. So, uh, you know, it sounds like a really great entertainment channel. Um, let's play for folks just who don't know about your music. Let's do the uh, very first one. It's Everybody Sing here with Corey. Everybody has come undone from a world they helped make. No one safe from the hand that feeds them. No one wants to be a slave Everybody sing Sing for freedom Everybody sing Sing for redemption Everybody sing Sing for freedom Everybody sing Sing for redemption great song everybody sing and um it's kind of about for freedom uh you mentioned in there so that that's the um that's the backstory on this song it's kind of a song about like personal freedom is that what i'm getting or yeah personal freedom and just like i was just thinking about everything that was going on in the world yeah 
at, at that moment when I wrote it. And uh, my, I, I, for some reason, I was every time I write a song, it's different. I, I forgot how it specifically happened, but I think I had the this. It's one of those songs that just kind of wrote itself. Like I got it done in like thirty minutes. Yeah, and but the song was done. So. Those are the best songs, and yeah. uh, I love the fact that you're you're still writing and pursuing your musical career and doing like uh, stage performances, like Broadway style type of shows as well. Um, how do you uh, go back and forth between the two? And and I'm saying this with the caveat: we know, we know everybody's locked down still. So uh, forgive me if I'm talking in, in the present state like we're still performing, but I feel like we all have to, as musicians and creators, we have to keep going in whatever that looks like to you. I mean, you know, we still yeah. can write songs. We still can record demos in our house. We can, we can do all the things that, you know, get us to the next um, part of life's schedule, which is the lockdown goes away eventually. So... Um, do you like have a plan when you go out and say, I'm going to do this during this period of time and go after these type of gigs? Or does it, do you just handle it as it comes to you, the opportunities present themselves? Well, I, I like the handling it, the opportunity as it uh, presents itself. Like my, my biggest love is theater. Yeah. You know, that's, that's my background. That's where I grew up. I like writing music. Uh, so I've actually been told I should write a musical. So, because my. My songs kind of have that theater-esque vibe to them. Yes. So, uh, you know, I definitely have considered that. Um, I was actually in two productions when COVID happened, and they both got, like, stopped. Yeah, so, right. It was like, but, you know, I still play guitar. Uh, I still write. And, of course, I do TikTok as well. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 I find ways to keep myself busy. I'm glad that you um, you stuck to your guns and you because your mom and I talked about this a long time ago uh, when you were on the on the, f the first Dharmic Evolution uh, interview we did, and she had told me that cert there were certain people that were trying to convince you to uh, change the style of your voice and maybe try to fit in with whatever you know their preconceived notion of what they thought you should be, and uh, I remember her telling me that you were sticking to your guns and i was so happy to hear that because i'm a fan of your voice i like the way you project and present your voice um it's a big voice and it is a theater voice as well as you can handle the rock thing too so um you know kudos to you man for sticking to your guns and sticking to your you know the artistic artistic blessing blessings that you've been given and sometimes people try to dissuade you from that and uh, you seem to be like growing very comfortably into your own skin. <laughs> yeah, um, I've always been that way. Just like be me. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like that that's how everybody should be. Like, I feel like especially now these days we live in such a superficial kind of society where everybody's trying to fit in. But that's how you get forgotten by sticking out and just doing you. That's how you you're like remembered, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I always say I, you know, when people say I'm weird, I say good. I'd I'd rather be weird. I don't want to be normal. <laughs> and uh, normal's boring. <laughs> yeah, and, and plus, like my voice, that's basically my brand. Yeah, and uh, plus the theater, sticking to the way I'm singing, got me some great opportunities. You know, like 
I went back to doing theater, like I, I managed to get myself a show in New York. It wasn't Broadway, but it was still New York regardless. Which yeah. Is still like, that was a, a dream come true. So. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. You. Um, yeah. you know, when you, uh, when you first had the idea for theater, where were you? Like, how old were you? And what, what do you think possessed you to like, say, I want to be on a theatrical stage? Well, I was, when I was very little, like in grade school, I was like, I want to be in a play. Yeah. It, it just like kind of clicked with me. I always loved watching movies and seeing productions even. And I got my opportunity back in grade school and I, I just went right at it and just kept at it. You know, yeah. I, I was the theater geek in high school. I got all the lead roles. Uh, and then like through that, you know, I did the candy factory on Bravo and that like kind of sparked the songwriting Oh, so so theater brought you to songwriting. Yeah, that is cool. Very, and and the fact that you're still doing both is is really wonderful. Hey, let's um let's check this one out. This one's called Blind in Love. How can you be so blind in love? Why? I've given all I can for you to see how much I really care. Let me in, let me in, let me in. Don't shut me out again. I'll break through, I'll break through, I'll break through. You know I always find me. Of a man, you're not his number one. He's his own biggest fan. I bet I've given all I can for you to see how much I really care. Let me in, let me in, let me in. Don't shut me.
Blind in Love, great song. Hey, um, let me ask you, what, you know, you had this like eerie guitar effect or something, I think in the, right after the first or during the first uh, verse, and I think there's some horns in there too, if I'm not mistaken, or a horn effect. Mm -hmm. Sounds really, really good. Can you give us the uh, the story on this song, like production-wise? Like how did you come up with all the parts on this? Yeah, so it was produced by Wes Emmons. Okay. Who, he was White Clef Jeans producer. I think uh, Wes is in Memphis right now. He came up to New Jersey to help produce some of my songs, and he's he knows how to get all the hired guns and uh, put like put productions together. I'm trying to verbalize it correctly. Yeah. And uh, you know, like we what we did, I, I just did like the guitar click track, just recorded the guitar for like a bass and sang, and then he took the audio back with him to memphis and got a bunch of hired guns you know these musicians and put it together and you know he's very talented that way great great song you must have been really pleased when you got that back huh uh, I, I was i was like oh yeah cool. <laughs> when, it's very dramatic too so <laughs> yeah for sure when did you uh, record this was this over the past year year and a half or so a couple years ago a couple years ago okay yeah. cool Really, really good. So, so tell us about your writing process. Um, some of these songs, like you said before, they come out pretty quick. Do you set, you know, do you uh, schedule out time, or do you just feel like you got inspired and boom, you pick up the guitar and you start working on something that occurred to you? Is that kind of how it works for you, or you know, sometimes I schedule time, and I, when I do that, I'm, I just spend a long time just sitting at my on my bed with my little fold-out table in front of me with my notepad and just it gets so monotonous just to come up with a song yeah you know but the best ones happen when i'm inspired when i'm not even thinking about songwriting yeah and the hook just comes into my head or the right. opening line comes into my head yeah and i keep that there all day until i get home i get my guitar and i write it and just it comes out do you keep any like like notebooks with you? Do you use like a voice recorder, like in in your phone or anything to take yeah. notes? You do that too. Yeah, definitely my phone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, it's cool. Sometimes you know when I sit down, you know, and I try to schedule out the time to write a song, and I, you know, I, that song is done. The better a better song comes out of me, like yeah. not of that song, but a different song in general. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of us, like, um, um, I had somebody on recently who was talking about rehearsing and writing, how they're somehow intertwined. And that happens to me a lot if I'm, like, preparing a set for, let's say, I want to perform. And, you know, you're going through the set, but then all of a sudden you get distracted by, like, the opening riff of this one song turned into a whole other song, you know, and, and you keep coming back to it, and like, all of a sudden there's there's another song born, you know. And uh, yeah. I just say, you know, keep the door open for creativity because when songs come, I find that a lot of times if I have to be somewhere, like, and I got to leave the house in like 10 or 15 minutes, I'll pick up the guitar and there's this frantic, um, not frantic, but it's like I know the clock is ticking and I be I got to be out the door in a few minutes, but I'm not, I don't want to let go of this. <laughs> and it almost forces you to say, let me just jot down whatever I can get. If I can get a single, great. If I can get a home run out of this, I'll take it, you know. And yeah. uh, something about that that immediacy that, you know, it's it's coming up and you're going to have to put that guitar down. So that's something that happens uh, to me um, quite a lot. Are you like a morning guy, uh, evening guy? Like any preference of 
time? Are you better? Like, are you more thought provoking in the mornings or, or at night, late at night? Like, how do you, how do you roll with that? Or doesn't it matter? Well, from afternoon to night, right now, especially because COVID and that uh, every like recreational thing and hobby I do is kind of shut down right now. Yeah. I work two jobs at the moment. So, uh, my, I feel like my best stuff comes when I'm at night when I'm tired. Yeah. Like, cause I'm not thinking as hard and, um, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like when you're in the shower, you just like, kind of like you're in the moment and that, that's kind of what it's like for me writing at night. Like I'm in the moment. Yeah. Tell me about your two jobs. Like, what are you doing? What kind of work are you doing? So I'm a blue collar guy. All Uh, right, man. Man after my own heart. Uh, I wake up at four 30 in the morning and which is, that's not new for me. Uh, I always woke up that early to go to the gym, but the gym shut down. Well, the gym's open. I just, I got a job to fill in that time. Yeah. Uh, I work at a deli from a local deli from five to six 30. I, get everything ready for the deli for the day, like cut all the meats, the condiments and everything. Yeah. Help any customer that comes in. And after that, I go right to my full-time job, which is a, a warehouse job. And, uh, you know, I do that from 7 to 3.30. And I get my health insurance through that job, so. So you're burning the candle at, at so many ends, there's no candle left. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, I, I still find energy to do what I need to do for the rest of the day. Like for tick right now with TikTok, you know, talking about my experiences with autism. And even though I haven't, I'm actually since I started that, I've been doing even more research on it myself. So it can, it's helped me understand myself better. Right. Even. Yeah. So, That's yeah. awesome that you're, you're doing that. I mean, there's nothing like uh you know, people. Some people have the mind that work is a is a dirty word, a four letter word. They say, you know, but work is such a blessing. And uh, I was talking to some people about this recently. How, you know, working physically is one of the best gifts you could ever have. I mean, because I did that for years with the tools on electrician, electrician, electrical contractor, telecommunications contractor. So, um, you know, I was up and down ladders and working with men and the men and building things, you know, and uh, I miss that sometimes. So I get outside and whatever, chop wood or whatever you can do. Um, it's just so good for yeah. the soul, you know, to be outside too. It's nice too. Exactly. Well, for me, I like it because it keeps me busy. Yeah. I, I don't like being stagnant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I need to, I'm that person. I need to be doing stuff. Yeah, I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're able to do that. So many people have been shut down with employment, but uh, but if you look um, hard enough, obviously you're a testament to that. Um, you're not letting anything get in your way. You're going out and, and working two jobs right now, in addition to being a singer songwriter and a Broadway stage actor. So, uh, you know, hats off to you, my friend. Hoping to get to Broadway. Didn't get there yet. <laughs> You'll be there, man. You'll that's, be there. That's, that's a dream, like a bucket list. Like, you know, if I, even if I just do one show, I could say, like, I did Broadway. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, that's something that is so many people would just love to, you know, be able to participate in something like that, man. So yeah, that's right really now. Cool. The arts have really suffered, though, because of COVID, unfortunately. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it is said, um, um, somebody told me that AMC theaters started opening up again, and that was a real train wreck because AMC theaters had theaters literally in almost every country around the world. They had like it, like thousands of theaters, 
and they all shut down. Like the whole world shut down like overnight. Yeah. And it was like amazing that um, if they're still in business, that that's awesome that they were able to, uh, you know, to weather that storm. And I'm, I'm so um, I'm like, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm hoping that the new music business like really transforms itself when we come back from this thing yeah. uh, because it will be back. There's no way that people like yourself cannot create you know we have to do it it's, it's our life's blood so uh we'll figure a way to, ha to get out of this thing exactly it's like it's the, it, for for someone like you and me like being creative and performing that that's it's a high yeah you know what i mean like it's some people don't understand it it's like oh you're doing it for the attention i mean you know there's always that kind of aspect but the biggest part is the high you know what i mean yeah it's the it's high but it's also um the high comes in many forms. I mean, the the high that um, most of us as songwriters get is the minute you finish a song, you feel like, wow, this, it feels like to me still after writing like hundreds and probably thousands of songs throughout my journey on this thing, it's still the same feeling like when you finish a new song. It's the same exact um, feeling of elation that you accomplish something really great. Yeah. And then you get to, you know, trot it out and perform it in front of people. And if you inspired somebody and helpfully hope them through a tough time or something, they come up to you and they, they let you know. So that's really rewarding, too. So uh, that's why I guess we keep doing it, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, I want to ask you about Goodbye Felicia. Uh, so is this a real Felicia? Is this somebody in your world? Somebody you were close to? Somebody you know? So that came from that term, you know, by Felicia. Okay. Like, and uh, I heard my mom, she was she was dealing with this uh, person and, you know, she talked about how she like, she was done with her and just kept saying bye Felicia. So I, I took that and wrote a song about it. <laughs> Great song. Let's check this one out. Here's Bye Felicia. It's been fun, but we have to go our separate ways. Goodbye, Felicia. I think it's safe to say we'll be better off for the rest of our days. Why should I stay? It's 
I love that song, man. I, I listened to that um, early this morning, and uh, I think that's the favorite one on this, this batch of songs. They're all so good. Um, really, really great, great attitude in it, and the, the melody is awesome, and the message is, is so good. So uh, tell us about writing that. Did you enjoy that? Did you, knew you, you knew you had something special when you wrote that, right? I did. Yeah, yeah. it's... Um... I feel like that's closest to my personality because I'm, I'm actually, I'm a goofball by nature. Okay. So, and I feel like that like is like closer to, like I said, my personality, like I, I like making people laugh. So yeah, it, it is kind of a funny song, especially in the bridge. So. Right. So, so tell me about your comedy uh, spin on life. Like who are your favorites as far as, uh, funny comedians or or actors anybody uh in particular that you really um think is the best oh yeah like rodney dangerfield okay uh, jim carrey richard pryor um who else there, there's a lot of people uh jim, jim carrey is definitely one. jeff dunham okay i saw him live yeah so uh, so so the masters, yeah. the best, the best of the best. Yeah, Louis C.K. before he destroyed his career. Yeah. Uh, so so what did, what did he do? I forgot what he did. I heard I heard something about. <clears throat> he got me tooed, in the Me Too movement. Oh okay okay. Um, so Rodney, like Rodney was a very, very warm hearted guy. Like in his day, like he helped a lot of people out. Like if he saw somebody funny, he would, he would like embrace that person and, and really give them a chance, you know, like help them out. Um, Jim Carrey, amazing. Robin Williams, another one who was, uh, this guy, like just like, it's almost like, uh, you didn't, it's almost unkind to put somebody on stage with him as far as another comedian, because he can't help himself. Exactly. You know, just like, it was like the first moment, like I, I, you know, I was around Michael Jackson died. I was too young to understand the impact. Yeah. It was when Robin Williams died. Like it was, it was right when it was kind of like when Michael Jackson died, like you felt the impact. Cause like he yeah. was, he was that kind of celebrity. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, he made that much of an impact in people's lives. I was like, my friend called me like, yo, Robin Williams died. And that never happens when a celebrity dies, but it was yeah. like, we still feel it to this day. Like, yeah, it was sad because he he was so sick, and uh, people didn't realize this at first. That um, you know, he, I forget the name of the disease he had, but it was something in his brain that that just was eating away at him and caused Alzheimer's. Him. Or? It was something more severe than that. I can't remember what it was. I I heard something about it recently, and. Um, that's what caused him. They, and his wife even noticed, like, he was starting to forget his lines and everything. That never happened to him. Like, he was always, mm-hmm. he started having, you know, so probably Alzheimer type of uh, moments. But it just affected him to the point where I guess he couldn't stand it anymore. And that's what drove him to, you know, what a way to die, too. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so comedy, uh, 
you work that into your life too, um, as far as like, is it just for relief? Do you like to do skits? Do you write some stuff? Do you ever write any comedy? Do you ever? Yeah, uh, sometimes on TikTok I do a lot of skits. Yeah, you know, because um, I like to make people. I like making people laugh. It's kind of a high for me. Yeah, and it's one of the things in theater because um, you know, in theater there's like two types of roles. You get the leading man kind of role, or you get the character role. For one, I like the character roles, even if they're serious, because a lot of times, even in movies, they're more interesting than the lead character. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I tend to get the comedic relief character, and I, I just, I like that feeling. I make someone laugh. It's just, it kind of like that feeling when you, like you said, when you finish writing a song, like you yeah. accomplish something. I made someone laugh, and that's an accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of brighten their day. You know what I mean? It is huge mm-hmm. when you do that because you know you're lifting somebody, you know? They're lifting them from some doldrums or whatever. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing quite like that feeling of knowing that you did that. And that's interesting you say that. Like a supporting character has a lot of weight on their shoulders, you know? It's like yeah. it's like you, you get to make, you know, the lead person shine in so many ways with your creative abilities and how you how you go about it, you know, which is yeah. which is great. Hey, tell me about your um, your social life. And I know it's funny to ask that, even the question, because uh, there is no social life these days. Yeah. I mean, so for me, wonder- it's just like my social life is like going out maybe twice a week, wants to get a hamburger down the street and wants to uh, go food shopping and then maybe, maybe, and running. You know, I run three times a week. But... Um, but, you know, given that we're in a normal times, like, what do you like to do? do you said you, you like to work out, too. What, what kind of workouts do you do? I did mostly weight training. Oh, great. You're looking good, man. You're looking, I saw your pictures. You're looking really svelte. Thank you. Well, it's been a while since I worked out. <laughs> like, I'm actually probably the most out of shape I've been, but I'm not fat, which is good. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you like, do, um, like, free weights, Nautilus? What do you like to do? I like doing well. I like doing a lot of body weight yeah. stuff and barbell, right? So, like dumbbells, you know, like once in a while. But I feel like I got more out of using the barbell kind of weight. Yeah, so, like doing the bench squats that lifts in the body weight too, because you're using your body. Yeah, very important for a singer to stay in shape. You know, there's nothing more important than. Uh, really taking care of your health because um, your your voice is such a, a valuable instrument, you know, and people yeah. people a lot of times just take that for granted and don't do not do that. Um, you know, you you must pay attention to your diet too because you, you're looking good, man. You're, and, you know, you said you're not working out, but, uh, like, are you are you really disciplined about the way you eat? And uh, uh, Well, last week I wasn't so much because it was, you know, my birthday on Saturday. Yeah, congratulations, so. man. Thank you. What did you turn? Uh, I'm 26. 26. No, so. You're looking good, man. Looking Thank good. You. So, yeah, I usually try to watch what I eat because I I grew up a fat kid. Uh-huh. I was, uh until my early 20s, like 21, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, I was. I'm five foot five and a half, so I'm pretty short. But um, my heaviest I was 220, which is really for my height. Wow. Yeah. And so I lost 70 pounds and. You know, luckily managed to keep it off. So, wow, that's unbelievable. So, so what possessed you to to lose all that weight? Was it like this defining moment that you just said, 
or did something happen to you? What what motivated you to do that? What happened was, you know, I never liked being fat. Yeah, know, just one of those no, I, just, I can I can relate, man. I was the same yeah. way. So so what happened? And yeah, so like I was like, I was just like this fat frumpy kid. I had no style. Like my clothes were all baggy and all that. And I was in Nashville for like the songwriting camp thing. And Casey Carpenter, who's a songwriter in Nashville, he said, "You got the talent and the drive, but you got to clean up your look. Not only like the way you dress, but you got to lose a lot of weight." Yeah. And you know, I was motivated. Um, got me. I was intensely motivated. Like I changed up my lifestyle habits, uh, and it was motivating, especially when you had to buy clothes to like fit you better. Because it used to be like I couldn't get clothes to fit me because I was so big. Yeah. Now I had to get clothes because my clothes were too big, and it was just like it just kept going. Isn't that fun though when you do that? <laughs> it is. It is such a great feeling. Yeah, I did. I did it a couple years ago. I did it about four years ago or five, and you know it wasn't a lot, but it was about twenty pounds. And I just said, you know, I'm just not. I'm just not comfortable like with this extra baggage on. And I, I did the same thing, I, and I kept it off. But I remember at one point, I was like, wait a minute, I just bought these pants like three weeks ago, and now I got to go buy another. You know, like you just kept dropping off of me, you know, because you, you get yeah. into that groove and your mindset, like you said, once you decide you're going to do this, um, you're not going back. You're not giving up on it, you know. And nothing's so, stopping you. Not No, like, outside, like, oh, you have to live once in a while. Like, you know, like there's people eating junk food like and then you realize a strange thing happened to me like so like the people when i started getting skinny like like certain people were saying like you're looking too skinny yeah <laughs> or actually i was actually the healthiest and the best I ever looked yeah and i noticed the people who said that and i'm not trying to sound facetious or anything were like my my quote-unquote fat friends yeah and all the people well, who were skinny were saying, were like, dude, you look so good. Yeah. It's like, a little bit threatening because n not everybody can pull together, you know, the the um, the inspiration and the discipline to do that. And I think everybody wants to, but there's hard choices to make sometimes, you know. And, oh, yeah. and I think once you get in the groove, it, it gets easier. But you have to really just make up your mind like you did. So exactly. congratulations, like, I don't, like, Do you ever do intermittent fasting? Yeah. Yeah. I do that. I did a little, I'm doing it a little bit today. Um my fiance's doing a little bit of that too. Yeah, I think it's good for you. I think it you know, throws a little wrench into things and and mixes it up. It's kind of good. I keep emergency almonds in the car, so if I'm doing <laughs> that like if I'm really really hungry, just handful of them and it's like instant energy, which is great, yeah. you know. Yeah, I do it mostly cuz it fits in my schedule. Yeah. I break my fast at 10 a.m., which is when my first coffee break at my job is. Right. And it ends at 6 at night. So Nice. You can't wait for 6 at night, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's uh let's play um this last track and this one is called Girl. Touch me on 
girl Show me that there is hope left in this world now, girl Tell us about Girl. Love the title, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, where it stemmed from, actually, is uh, it's kind of funny. My mom said, you know, you write so many dark, depressing songs. You need to write something nice. Write a romantic song. I was like, okay, fine. It was just, it was meant to be like, okay, here you go. But it actually ended up being a pretty decent song. So A really decent <laughs> song. A really, really good song. Yeah, it was somewhat inspired by Radiohead. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, with that open chord, right? Vibe and the guitars. Radiohead is a very, very beloved band by so many. Mm-hmm. You know, very uh, good. I'm more. I'm very partial to the Benz album. Okay. Yeah, that's. I know. OK Computers considered their like their best album, but I prefer the Benz. Right. Personally. Yeah. Who else do you listen to uh, these days? Is there anybody in particular that you, um, besides Radiohead, that you like really respect as far as songwriting that um, that kind yeah, of inspires you? Yeah, theater wise, I'm inspired by Stephen Sondheim. Okay, but in general, uh, like I like uh, I listen to a lot of classic rock, like ACDC, Aerosmith, 
uh, Cream, Bopton, Neil Young, uh, Sinatra, you know, listen to Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, Pearl Jam, Chris Cornell, uh, Bruce Springsteen. The, 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 I just have a the Who. I have yeah. a long list of people I listen to. It's, yeah, it's crazy. My, my music's pretty eclectic. I I would say so. You know, from Sinatra to ACDC and back again. That that is cool. You, it sounds yeah. like my playlist that's on my yeah. my phone. Bobby Caldwell and uh, you know and Metallica and all that too. I, I love all that stuff. You know, I love just I, if it's good music, it's good yeah. music. The, yeah, I was at the gym. I always put on. ACDC's Back in Black album. Oh, best. And, uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, two two masterpieces there. <laughs> and Or, like, if I, you know, my number one recommended gym song is uh, Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. Yeah. You know, some, one, some days I'll just, I'll play that one song on a loop because, like, it just, like, it pumps me up every time. Yeah, great. Hey, listen, this went way, way too fast. As we're going to wrap up here, Corey, um, anything that you would like to say to the fans that uh, that support this show around the world as far as um, any kind of words of wisdom you can give them to inspire them um, for um, either people who have conditions like yourself that you would never know it, a um, little hope of inspiration, or just in general, Anything you want to say to the audience out there as we start to part ways? So, yeah, uh, since I, you know, the me talking about autism has gotten so big on TikTok right now, uh, you know, I want to kind of end with a quote I made up in high school that got me through, which is focus on your abilities, not your disabilities. Awesome. Very nice. And also, um, where is the best place that people can go uh, and support you, purchase your music, uh, look to find you, and uh, get behind you? And we'll put all the show notes um, in, in the, uh, all of your links in the show notes, but is there any one particular one that you would prefer people to go to? Everything you can find is on CoreySinger.com. Awesome. Excellent. And we will send them there. And Corey, thank you so much for being part of the Dharmic Evolution. Love to see the progress and, you know, love to see your, your shining, man. You're really, really hitting it out of the park. And I uh, just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your music, your family, and give my best to uh, your lovely mom, Jill. Well, thanks, James. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, stay safe out there, man. Thanks for being here today. And don't forget to support Corey at CoreySingerMusic.com. Really enjoyed hanging with him. We covered a lot of ground today. Don't forget to go to the Dharmic Evolution Facebook community page and support artists worldwide there. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, I'll see you from the stage, and let's all stay connected. I was Everybody knew my name Wise guys and movie stars Would line up like cocaine I was connected I was the master in God we trust Financial whiz Command the market with a silver shadow 
Treasure chest 